0: good morning turtle heads what are we talking about today i think stress i spoke about this before and you might elude you because like oh can't be asked what do you mean talking about stress what do you want about how can we handle stress what is stress but there was a good study actually recently by university of montreal they don't look at actually which is an important distinction they looked at people who say they're very stressed and looked at people that say they're zen and actually see if there's a difference in the actual Physiological changes, the internal change, are there things going off inside, the difference of these two people, or is it just on the surface they say they're stressed, they're Zen, but actually that doesn't go deeper? Does that make sense? So, 123 healthy volunteers who self identified as either Zen or very stressed out. Um, they give them loads of assessments and all that, right? Um, and looked at subjective ratings of perceived stress, depressive symptoms, anxiety, emotional regulation, resilience, and mind wandering. Um, and they looked at all this right so what they did notice was that 30 minutes after waking the people that said they were very stressed out people had higher levels of cortisol okay so it might be that these people are waking up and they're already thinking of stuff and getting stressed about it and the cortisol is higher which is a stress hormone and that could be causing their day to go off and be more stressed so that's one found in that's one thing they found however the rest of the day, they didn't really see a difference in their stress hormones and stuff. They all had a similar kind of ups and downs and there was no real difference. But the study was small, right? The study was small. So what it does show though is that the people who said they're always stressed were actually finding it more difficult to regulate negative emotions versus people that were Zen. So sometimes we say, oh, I'm stressed out, but that's not, you know, you're not deeply stressed or you feel like you say it, and maybe saying it makes it helpful, but you're not actually having the internal reaction of a real stressor, you know? But the problem is that that if you're waking up and your cortisol levels are higher because you are always stressed out, then the researchers did say that these types of people over time will see physiological changes so you will actually see a stress response happening in the body and when that happens we know from robert sapolsky's why zebras don't get ulcers how bad that can be this chronic stressor so the the takeaway the researchers are saying is like don't accept that being stressed out is a fact of life that is part of life don't say that i'm always stressed the way we speak to ourselves is so important that if we say we're always stressed we then find it hard to regulate our emotions because we're a self-fulfilling prophecy you know, you, you become a self-fulfilling prophecy by saying you're always stressed out, but actually you're not. And you know deep down that not everything is stressing you out. So when you're saying you are stressed, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're making it harder for yourself. You know, the mind is a weird thing. We can speak to it and we can have this dialogue inside and we're kind of different from it or like we feel there's a divide in the mind and we can fight each, our mind all day, every day. And when we say we're stressed, we're stressed, I am can't, I'm stressed, I'm not zen, I can't handle it. It's gonna cause problems. And it does cause problems actually when it comes to emotional regulation. And this then leads to another study I wanna talk about, about being hungry, anger, cause of hunger, right? So they looked at a group that fasted 14 hours overnight across the day, skipped breakfast. They looked at that group. So basically what people do intermittent fasting, right? They skip the breakfast and have food. They brought him in, asked him a series of questions versus a group that had breakfast, they weren't fasted. And the group that was fasted, they uh, showed more negative emotions, including anger, tension, fatigue, confusion, and fewer positive emotions. So lower vigor, slightly lower feelings of self-esteem, right? So basically it doesn't make you feel awesome when you're hungry. We've all had that feeling, right? And there's a lot of reasons. There's a few reasons they say that like, this causes it, it's like, uh, psychological explanation that you're you're ang- you're hungry and you want to you know you guess you re- release a bit of cortisol you want to eat and you feel angry if you can't eat immediately because it's a control thing, right? There's a that's like one of the hypotheses like loss of control that we need to we need to stop we are feeling uncomfortable from this hunger feeling and we need to resolve it right now. Um, but the main thing really is that the study confirmed that food restriction in terms of a lot of time is going to lead to negative emotions negative emotions lead to worse decisions, right? How do we handle negative emotions? Now, if you're saying you're always a stressed person and then you get long periods of time where you're not eating, and then when you, just before you you're hungry, you're feeling terrible, you've got bad emotional regulation, that time you do eat could be a binge. It could be a time where you eat way more than you need. Then it makes you feel worse and that spirals out of control, right? So we really need to look at whilst People think skipping breakfast, and it's fine if you do, and you're fine, but if you are skipping it, not at the choice, like if you're skipping it because you think it's gonna be better for fat loss, but then realizing, do you know what, when it gets to 1 p.m., I am, I am angry. I'm angry, I'm, I feel terrible, I'm eating. Maybe you need to relook at the strategy because everyone's gonna be different in this regard. I am not, I don't feel bad when I feel hungry. Like, is this hunger that bad? Hunger isn't really an emergency. For us, when we feel it, because in the modern world we are miles away from this like starved, real painful hunger state. We feel a bit of hunger, and then we panic, and then we go and eat. Feeling a little bit hungry in the depths, it's absolutely normal and should be accepted. Because if you can't handle the uncomfort of a little bit of hunger, right, you are always going to be ready searching for food as a comfort mechanism not just for hunger for everything else like food is never the answer when you're stressed or you need comfort food isn't always the answer when you feel a bit of hunger sometimes you're you need to just go for a walk or you need to drink some water or drink some Pepsi Max or Coke Zero or something like it doesn't always mean you have to go and eat right and you need to look at this yourself when was the last time I ate did I eat a meal was with protein carbs and fat you know what about yesterday, what was my food intake like yesterday, how's my activity been, it's been really really high or low, I need to look at the, the full picture and decide for yourself if it's the right time to go and eat again because a lot of people actually have got really bad control when it comes to eating, like eat too fast, me, I eat rapid, I should eat, I should enter eating competitions where it goes against everything I believe about food, I shouldn't do it at all, <laughs> I should eat slow but when I do eat slow and purposefully, and mindfully, at times I do it, it definitely fills me up more I feel fuller I like you know I don't know I'm not gonna say the exact I'm not gonna break the science down to like some foolish thing but like giving my brain a chance to register the eating could be something we can say um, or the satiety response is more effective all this stuff happens right and I think it all comes down to this, this full picture you saying how have you gone from speaking about stress to now hungry and all this stuff well it all connects right if you're always stressed out you're trying to you know you're going to go into a deficit right which means you're going to feel a bit hungry at times and because you feel like you're always stressed your emotional regulation of that hunger signal is going to be bad and it's going to lead you to decisions you don't really want to be doing so this is how it all ties together what's the answer buddhism (laughs) well buddhism is the answer to, to some of this i mean you know i spoke about that last week where if you can The Buddhists would be like, you need to have clear comprehension. And for clear comprehension, you have to look at things as bare facts. So the fact is, I'm feeling a little bit hungry. Full stop. Not, I'm feeling a bit hungry. If I don't eat now, I'm going to die. If I don't eat now, it's terrible. I'm feeling a little bit hungry. Right? Then, you've got the bare fact there. Then you've got this thing, clear comprehension of purpose. You you have the chance then to speak about your purpose. Why are you doing it? Okay, well, I'm trying to lose a bit of weight, I'm trying to lose a bit of fat. And for me to do that, that means I am gonna feel a bit hungry. Just from time to time. And should I be able to sit with a bit of uncomfort when I'm doing something that puts my body in a bit of a stressful state, of course. And if you can give yourself chance to time and like Victor Frankl talked about this, I said this quote loads of times, you know the gap between stimulus and response is like the golden zone. Like if you can, if the stimulus and response, the gap is bigger and bigger and bigger, gives you a chance to bring bring in your purpose, bring in your why, bring in, you know, wisdom and clarity and all that stuff, then you're going to make better decisions. But the problem is we don't let those things come in. We're so fast, rapid. And that's what bad emotional regulation does. It means that you're impulsive, you feel an emotion and you feel it get a feeling and it turns into an emotion and the emotion causes an action so fast you can't even see it happening. And then that's what a um, twirly, spirally thing happens. Well, we've covered a lot of ground today. I'm going to finish this podcast now, but I think for like practical takeaways, I would suggest on this is that if you feel a bit of hunger today, just sit with it. Like Dean spoke about this, the Buddhists talk about it, the Stoics talk about it krishnamurti talks about it sitting with a fact and just observing that fact without anything else no movement no fighting it no disregarding it not even accepting it just sitting with it like a friend sit down next to the friend for like 90 seconds you know that's the fact the fact is that feeling of hunger is there the fact is feeling comfortable right you sit with that 90 seconds the research says Dean mentions is that if the feeling will go away and the emotion will subside but the emotion won't subside or go away if you fight it it's going to aggravate it cause it to get bigger and bigger and bigger so kind of like the chimp paradox model but if you just sit with these things the facts and just look at them you'll be amazed at how less how your day is less impacted by your your you know list of emotions and feelings and that's where Moderation has been real, act with uh, wisdom comes in. So that's your task today. When you are hungry today, and you might be genuinely hungry, that's fine, but just sit with it for 90 seconds. The feeling of it, you know, just sit and look at it, nothing else, 90 seconds, and see what happens. See what happens to your thoughts. Look at what the, what's happening, how it connects up, what it's making you want to do just sit with it and let me know how you feel after the 90 seconds do you feel more in control and we might go neat still it's fine but do you feel like you actually have the control that's the most important part but uh that's it i'll speak to you all tomorrow